Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. So, Steve, did Ava Gardner and Howard Hughes have a good relationship? Well, they did until he dislocated her jaw. What? Well, don't worry. She hit him back with an ashtray. From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Did you hear you could save up to 25% off grocery store prices at BJ's Wholesale Club? Did you say save up to 25% at BJ's? Yeah, save up to 25% at BJ's. Whoa, that's like saving up to one-fourth of... That's going to leave a mark. BJ's. Absurdly simple savings. Shop today. Not a member? Go to BJ's.com slash simple savings. Welcome everyone to the Film Vault. That's Anderson. I'm Brian Bender, your hosts. For today, uh, we got a couple of assigned movies from listeners. Plus, I caught up with the instant classic. Mm. We'll talk about that. Oh no. Oh no. You're going to like it. Yeah. Yeah. I promise. Yeah. I already know. You know. You know right. You're sure. You're right, confident. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. I already know. Is it Mario Brothers? <laughs> I did see Mario Brothers, but I'm not, not fucking that. I heard uh, the song is quite catchy. It is, and you can listen to it at home without watching Mario Brothers. <laughs> peaches, peaches, oh, peaches is pretty, pretty. It's earworms. Peaches, 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 peaches. Ah, oh, jeez, peaches. All right, yeah, that's been on a loop in my house for a bit. <clears throat> Has the boy seen Mario? He has not seen Mario. Remember, I took him to Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, yeah, I know, but it's been a week. Well, he doesn't like to go see movies. Huh? He's my uh, my wife's son. Has he seen <laughs> Evil Dead Rise? He has not yet. But he wants to very who, badly. Who has a more diverse palate at this point, Atticus or, or your wife? Diverse? Yeah, who will eat more things? Oh, well, let's not get into that. I don't want to get into that. <laughs> I'll take that as They're Atticus. on par. They're on par. Uh, let's, let's, uh, let's talk about uh, some movies. Movies? Well, let's, let's do what we do here. You've got a movie to make. How's I do. I do. Thank you very much to uh, everyone who took a dive and listened. To, uh, took a dive. That doesn't sound right, but who listened to the <laughs> new dove uh, in. Loaded Everyone for bear. wasted their time. Took a dive and went down and dive. <laughs> Who listened to Loaded for Bear? Let's make this movie. My week one of uh, I forget how many weeks, but there's a it'll conclude at the end it's of thirty six. End of this year is it thirty six? That sounds about right. Yeah, feels like right. a lot. And thank you very much to everyone uh, who has given so far. Uh, it's. Uh, it gives us great confidence, and we know that we can get to work on this thing. Uh, you know, I've been working on it for a number of months uh, as it is, but now I can start, you know, paying people fairly soon here once I, uh, you know, get some of that 
that money. It's mm. the, the amount of people that have given, uh, not massive yet. I know it's going to slowly grow as we go, but the people who have given have given big. There's been some big, big amounts uh, that have gone in. A couple of you also gave straight to uh, entertainment to affect change. Uh, so I've not seen any of that or the matches, but yeah, money is coming in All and right. you guys get what I'm, uh, I'm after, I think. So that's fantastic. You'll hear more about what I'm after and what I'm trying to make and what, what we're going after, I should say, on uh, Loaded for Bear. Let's make this movie. And the website is loadedforbeardoc.com. If you would like to know more, you can also always email me uh, as far as uh, where your money's going, what uh, we're trying to accomplish. <laughs> they and, want a line for a production budget? I mean, we do have a budget and uh, I don't think that my, my next production meeting is this. Friday. So I, I don't know if our, our pitch deck or our budget is actually publicly available at this point. I would like to make both publicly really? available. Yeah, transparency. Not, I understand. That. I'm not sure that they are. Yeah. I'm all about transparency and uh, making everything totally upfront and everyone, especially if you're giving some serious money, I got some serious tears on there. If you want to be executive producer, it's going to cost, cost a lot of money, you know? So Understandable. I want you to know what the process is. And that's what uh, loaded for bear Let's make this movie the weekly feed that I'll be doing, which will live here. Um, that's what that feed is all for. It's it's to give you an idea of what goes into making a movie. If people want to want to access that, what do they what do they search? What do they look? Uh, just if you have the film vault as an RSS feed and you get this here show, it will show up in oh, your feed. I like that. That's right. Loadforbeardoc. Oh, is that was that's what Tyler was Tyler was trying, and then I I foolish. Oh, I got a story about Loaded for Bear doc.com there's there's a lot of stories that have happened since really? i saw you last week and, it's only uh, been a it's been I, uh eight days it has been eight days and uh, I, I've, how many stories can you have i put my foot in my mouth via oh, email what do you know i did oh, the old uh boy. had no idea that there was people copied on the oh, email. no and it, oh. it involves uh, loadedforbear.com which we were making some <laughs> headway on maybe securing or at least having it point to our project for the time being. Cause it's one of these URLs that no one, someone owns, but they're not doing anything yeah. with it. And uh, yeah, I think I put a stop to that quite, oh. quite quickly. <laughs> what happened? I'll talk about it. No, 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 no. I don't no, want to no. get into you it. You don't get away with that here because I don't you're, get into you're it. putting the fucking feed on our feed. The least you can do is talk about your misadventures. That's a good point. It's fair. <laughs> I just, uh, a listener, who shall remain nameless right now until later, but... Uh, Give them a name that is their name. No. He, he, you sent, me, him. he sent me an email and it just said, uh, here's the person. It was, I was, he forwarded me an email where he was corresponding with the person who owns the URL loadedforbear.com, which we do not. Uh, okay. We own loadedforbeardoc.com, gotcha. all right? As well as loadedforbearthemovie.com for later on, for the narrative. But uh, he's forwarded me an email, and it you know, was quite cordial. It was back and forth, and the guy was saying that he has a dream for loadedforbear.com down the road. And then well, my guy- What is that dream? I, we don't know. I don't know. And then my guy said, hey, well, could so we maybe- black people and white people can sit together at the table of brotherhood? I don't think it has anything to do with, do with that. I don't, I don't know what, what it, I don't think it has anything to do with Martin Luther King. What, what delusions of grandeur I don't know. does he have? But I come in and I see the email and I see, you know, he forwarded it to me and I just write the guy, let's just say the guy's name is Danny. And I write, my contribution is, so Danny's the name of the fucker that knows- <laughs> And then, <laughs> and then I get a, I get a, I get like, like five minutes later, I get an email and it says, um, it, it was a bounce back email and it says this, you are, uh, this email doesn't, I'm like, I don't recognize that email. And then I go and I, I go back and I'm like, oh, that oh. was to like three people. It wasn't just to my guy. 
So then I'm like, uh, sorry, Danny. I didn't realize that I like, it goes, I'll read it verbatim on, on the app. Don't worry. This is just how I talk to the, yeah, yeah. I yeah. have since called this man, left him a message to oh, no yeah. avail. Hey, Mark. And Jeffrey, I got to read Jeffrey's re- response too. Cause <laughs> it's just how I talk to the IDD actors. <laughs> We're very fast and loose. Jeffrey, the listener, I, who, who set this all up and was making headway uh, on my behalf as a, to be a, a nice guy for the project, he's like, yes, the, the tone of <laughs> definitely changed quickly with your response. <laughs> but I mean, cute and real. I mean, I hope the guy, I, I, I'm going to call him again and leave him another message. How Maybe annoyed I would you be if, if you were on the receiving end of that? Just uh, so Anderson's the name really of the fucker. <laughs> no, it's me. I want it. Especially if the guy left me a message and he's like, oh, I hope we can get past that embarrassing first. <laughs> so we'll Salvo. see. We'll see. And uh, if, if nothing else, uh, for years see, and years to come. You should have called him up and went, hey, fucker, sorry that it. Uh, <laughs> I know. I should have just leaned in. Yeah. For years to come, I will be monitoring loadedforbear.com <laughs> to see what his dream what ultimately is. I would like to help this guy. You know, hopefully he just hasn't been able to get back to me. Maybe there's like, you know, something, uh, you know. Maybe there's a, a quick pro quo. That sure, sure. I don't know. We'll Some sort of protocol, yeah. Past the, the stupid, just like, I, that's how I talk to Jeffrey, you know? I, I, okay. I, I'm kind of you know, off the cuff with Jeffrey. I thought it was just he and I. A dumb little joke. Like, it's I still, a Danny, joke, yeah. Danny's the fucker that owns it. All right. Because I knew someone owned it. I tried to buy it. I, you know, obviously, it's what you do when you come up with the title of something. Okay. All right. Let's. <laughs> I, my, my response was good. and uh, Sure. We'll see. Okay. Let's, let's do a little. Uh, hey, good luck. So thank you very much uh, to everyone who has given. I will give, I give shout outs on uh, the Loaded for Bear doc. Uh, let's make this movie uh, each week. And I don't want to, you know, f- plug, pl- clutter up this feed with too much of that. That's what the whole point is. So right. please, if you would like to be involved in a very worthwhile documentary and also uh, learn as we all go through this, it's, uh, it's going to be a fun, fun adventure for everyone. And Excited for you, excited for the start of this venture, excited for the fundraising. I'm glad everything's off to a good start. Thank you, my friend. Thank you very much, Brian. And now let's never speak of it again. Uh, never again, ever again, until I secure Loaded for Bear. Even then. Dot com. Loaded for Bear Doc is where you go. Okay. Oh. Uh, and then what else? What else? We got some stuff, right, guys? We got some stuff. I got some announcements to make really? as far as the show again? goes. Well, I mean, I always do. Uh, next week, for on, on Tyler Booth's behalf, we're going to oh. be watching... Nasika, 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 Nasika of the Valley of the Wind. How do you spell that? Nasika of the Valley of oh, the Wind. Oh, I looked that up. And then also uh, for Brian, better Brian McCauley, we're going to be doing top five irresponsible gun handling. What do you think of that? That is oddly oh, specific. I and, like uh, it though. Potentially, uh, okay. Irresponsible God, gun handling scenes, and there's some good ones. I've already. Dip my toe in that arena. It's fun. I don't know if arena's proper, but you know what I mean. Yes. Uh, coming, up later, coming up later this week, if you're listening in two parts, uh, top five movie theater scenes. Yes, top five movie theater scenes. Very uh, fruitful. Yes. Turns out movies like to portray movies. They love to celebrate yeah. themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of mine are so celebratory. So is that what? Some of mine are so celebratory. Yeah. Turns yeah. out mm-hmm. tragedy befalls. There is some tragedy yeah. within mine, too. My number one is shocking. Shocking. Shocked me. Okay. But I had forgotten about it until the research, and I watched the clip, which I will play on the show. Oh. You two be damned if you're going to copyright infringe us and tell us to, uh, not to. I don't care. We're going to play this clip on the, on the for the good of the program, and it is fucking hilarious. That I can tell you. All right, I'm in. That I can tell you. I got to tell you, my number two, it should be number one. Number two had me giggling 
so much that Christy's like, what's going on over there? And I explained to her what the scene was. Mm-hmm. Stone-faced. Stone-faced? Yeah. That's the, that's the wife thing to do. Yeah, I, I'm like, this is delightful. She's like, eh. She can't, Jillian catches me laughing and giggling. Sometimes it'll be like 10 minutes after I heard something, like on you know Billy's podcast or something. And she'll be like, what? And I'm like, all right, this isn't, or usually yeah. it's something Mike said on the after, is that the, the, the morning after? Yeah, so you have to go into an explanation, a setup. And it's just never, yeah. ever satisfying when I explain it. And she just looks at me like, why is that funny? Huh? It's like, oh, Jesus. Why? Why, honey? Well, mine's why ob- did you mine's watch a objectively funny. Okay. Well, let's see. Maybe we'll light up. All right. We do a little current events. We're talking about the writer's strike. There let's is- do writer's strike talk. Let's do it. I'm, I'm, I'm uneducated. There's, the, the, there's a lot of turmoil going on Indeed. within the industry. And this is, you know, it ebbs and flows, ups and downs. And there's a lot, uh, many strikes. I think uh, there, a few of the guilds are all striking. Uh, oh, there's unison? another one looming as oh. well. I don't know. But uh, yeah, this has been on, on the horizon for a while now. And what it's going, I don't, I have not done enough research to tell you exactly what it's going to mean when everything, when the dust settles on one side or the other, but uh, any, anyone would like to bring any insight? Or I, I had no insights. Well, last time, because uh, I was reading up on, everybody's talking about the last time it happened. It was what, 2008, and it lasted 100 days? Feels about right. It was right around the, yeah, I was, I was working on things then, and everyone was telling me, like, oh, that was a good time. You got to take advantage, be a scab. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't sound. <laughs> Probably not going to pay off in the long run. <laughs> Now's the time to be a piece of shit. <laughs> All I saw is Jay Leno delivered donuts to writers outside of Disney. Oh, that's what all. a guy. That's oh, the only nice. scoop I got. Okay, well, that's not worthy of the program. Hard-hitting. That's got all From 2008. Investigative journalism. Hey, you heard about this? You heard they got donuts now? Keep walking. In your hand. All right, stop looking out the window. Let's uh, let's do uh, let's do some fan fiction. Yeah, let's hear what the listeners have seen. All right. Spore loose. Your, uh, yeah. Spore loose. Mitch is the fucker who puts together fan fiction. Wow. Hope that doesn't get out. <laughs> That's the fucker's name. <laughs> That's the fucker's name. Uh, Edward Pretty on Facebook. Return of the Jedi. Tight. Enjoyed seeing it on the big screen again. First time since 1983. It's the it's the updated version. I wish right. it wasn't the special edition. Oh. oh. My 12-year-old spent the whole two hours making fun of the bad special <laughs> effects. No. <laughs> Fuck that kid. <laughs> Kids are the worst. Greendale Grizzlies on Reddit. Sisu was just okay. What? Had some fun for 91 minutes, but nothing is well done enough or compelling for me to come back. Mm. Is that how you judge a movie? That, who is this? Who, who said this? This is Greendale Grizzlies. How, only way fun, how fun is it? It's, it you got to be able to come back to it. You got to have to want to watch it again for it to, to get a good review from me. <laughs> Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Fucking banger. Same guy? Same guy. We sure it's a guy? Feels like the definition of honest filmmaking. Oh, really? Rachel McAdams owns this shit and will not give it back. Mm. Benny is also fun. The uh, Greendale Grizzlies saw it. Apparently everything on streaming. Peter Pan and Wendy. <laughs> wow. Watched most of it with my nine and six-year-old boys. Why? They asked. <laughs> <laughs> I like well, that. Well, it is an answer. <laughs> that works. <laughs> I literally have to. And they go, uh, Daddy, why does everything look so boring and gray? Oh, with a shot like oh, monotone. Yeah, I got a green. Not much to keep young ones interested, which you'd, you'd think that'd be the whole point. Uh, they wanted more action and more of the crocodile, and when it didn't happen, they turned it off. Mm. Upsetting. Smart move. Under the Quinfluence. Did a double feature of Postal and Harpoon with Smart. friends. Postal. Fuck the yeah. ass. I had seen both before, but wanted to show them. And we had a great time with a couple deranged little indie gems. Both okay. had similar vibes, are super fun, and they had a surprising amount of parallels between them. 
Heard about Postal from old Uncle Andy, but mm-hmm. not sure if he's seen Harpoon. Well worth seeking out. I think there's a couple Harpoons. Uh, I remember one came out, and then I was going to watch it at one point because someone suggested it, but I couldn't figure out which one because there was two of them. Yeah. It gets confusing. And a uh, new episode of the Film Vaulters with Andrew Martin is out today. Mm-hmm. Well, Andrew Martin. Hey, Andrew Martin. Look at that. He's a, uh, a constant contributor over here. Uh, he's got Andrew. Andrew watches movies. He's a big horror guy. He was thrilled to hear that we're going to be watching Haunt. 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 Which we did, and which we, we will did. be talking about uh, later in this episode. And I watched uh, Unstoppable. Pretty Uh-oh. good. Pretty good. The train movie. Pretty good. Yeah, with yes. Chris Pine and uh, Denzel. Yeah, pretty good. And it gets like more intense as the movie yeah. goes. It's it, a, yeah, it was well constructed. And it's a little bit of a 2010 time capsule because you know when you're in it, you can't tell what feels like the sure, era. Sure. When you watch it going back, you go, oh, all right. What is the language? Because they are they it's passing just, by 2010 cars on the no, on just the train. kind of the way it's it feels like that era. I can't quite place it yet because we're still relatively close to it, yeah. but it was very much of that era. It was good. I'm not sure I, Enjoyable. I, I understand pretty much anything that he just said, other than he watched uh, <laughs> Unstoppable. Maybe the Tony it feels, Scott. It feels dated in a way I can't quite describe. I think it's, it's the, the Tony Scott. Yeah, the Tony maybe. Scottness maybe yeah. came through. I think that might be it. it. might be the Tony Scottness. Yeah. Do you think if enjoyable. Brian directed a movie, it would look like a Tony Scott movie? Well, you're about to find out. You're producing a movie. I don't know. That would be good. Okay. And the reason I ask is because they both have similar things going on. <laughs> what what do we have going on? He's dead. Both uh, white, rich, uh, older men. Oh, one thing I don't think they could do anymore, though, was that both his daughters work at Hooters and they just periodically cut back and forth to... Just Hooter, I forgot about Hooter, that. Just to put a little TNA yeah, in. Just Hooters waitresses <laughs> just cheering after every explosion. I, I don't think that's happening anymore. Yeah, I, I think that they, I don't think we're somebody might have a problem with if they're anymore. Using, yeah, I think you're probably right about that. I forgot that. About would that. date it, yes. Plotline. A little bit. So the brain cancer, Bradley. Yeah, okay. The man had brain cancer. Did he? Was that the thing? Yeah. I forget that was he took He took a different way out. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's proven. Well, we might end up being the same. You never know. Give it time. Is there a world in which Tony Scott is sitting at this table with you instead of Brian? Oh, that's a weird... That is a weird world. What if he's sitting here instead of me and Brian's just like... (laughs) You would just talk to him about his brother constantly. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me more. So when Ridley was making Alien... (laughs) (laughs) All right. Where do we start? Oh, I didn't even hear what you were saying at the top. Please tell me that right, we're so. going to line up. I, what movies were flick-fessing? I don't know what you're flick-fessing. Oh, I, I have, uh, I told you, I have a uh, an instant classic that I caught up on. Okay. That's all, I mean, usually yeah, we teasing. do three movies. I'm teasing. What are the other movies, Brian? Oh, Haunt and The Vanna. This means that I'm talking Bo is Afraid by myself? I didn't see it. I thought, you we son for, of a bitch. Why are you waiting for streaming? I've been so excited to talk to you about oh, this free for streaming. When's it streaming? No, probably in like last, two weeks. The last text really sent me was like, "I'm gonna wait for stream." Well, I guess we'll we'll circle back to streaming it, that soon. I mean, that's what happens now. Every or is it gonna be the twenty ten anymore? It's gonna be the twenty dollars stream. I, I know there's no Hooters. Dude, it could be on Hulu and I, it could be on Peacock in like uh, three weeks. The way things are, yeah, like things are in the theater and then like I walk in and Jillian will be on Peacock and an ad will pop up and it's like Smile is streaming now. I think for free on like Prime. Mm. I guess that was like That's six months ago. Yeah, yeah. Six months. Megan, me, me, Listen, we're going to talk a little Bo's afraid. I want to hear about you. He's pre- a terrifi- terrified man. You want to pre-flick it? He's very, very scared. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to flick fess it. How about that? Do How it. about them apples? Do it. I had a very enjoyable time watching Bo's yeah. afraid. Oh. Very enjoyable time until I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Ari Aster's third movie. Uh, this one comes in uh, on a, uh, it's this follow up to Midsommar, which, if you recall, had a very, very particular tone to it. Gee, as long as the mm-hmm. last movie. 
Would you call it funny, Midsommar? A couple of funny moments that I might call it a funny movie. I don't think the 12-year-old in my theater enjoyed it so much. Oh, the 12-year-old should not have been there. <laughs> Ari Aster's first film, of course, is Hereditary. It's what put our Ari Aster on the map. Here he comes in with a three-hour movie starring Joaquin Phoenix. I was able to see this thing without seeing anything other than who was directing it, who was in it uh, to an extent, and what the runtime was and the poster. And so no trailer even. I avoided the trailer, nothing. which is fantastic. If you see the trailer, you're going to see a whole lot of what I'm talking about right now. Okay. Uh, which is, this is like four movies in one. Uh, there's definitely a through line. It's one of those movies where you got to kind of study it. Uh, you think about more things as the days pass. Uh, and I'm sure that there's a whole lot of stuff that uh, most people will miss, myself included. A lot of stuff is, is going over people's heads. But uh, I won't even get into the themes. I won't even get into, I'm, I'm going to get into like what, I loved so much about the movie and uh, I'll stop at the point where it lost me. So there's four different acts, essentially very clear acts. And the first one is Bo being just that he's afraid he's walking Phoenix. He's a a balding walking Phoenix with very gray hair. They really oldened him up, even though he's playing his age because they, they get to the year that he was born at one point in the movie, which is 1975. But he looks I have to imagine that they aged him because he looks haggard. Okay. And he's uh, just a very quiet, scared little man. And he it opens up with him uh, speaking about some things uh, with his therapist. And then we get to uh, see him go home. And the best way I can describe where he lives is imagine he lives in an apartment in the inner city. Mm-hmm. Imagine if every you, you turn on the local news or Fox News, not to pick on Fox News, but just the local news is just as bad, if not worse. Right. And everything that they're reporting on is actually happening, it's happening. all the time in, in, this, in this neighborhood and perhaps beyond the neighborhood as well, but especially in his neighborhood. He, he has to, to get to his apartment, he has to step over a dead corpse that's been laying <laughs> in the, in the uh, street for some time. You can okay. only, it looks, uh, there's, a, there's a dancing fella out front, there's uh, drug deals happening, there's girls uh, trying to uh, get Johns. Um, that's not too bad. There's this one man who was uh, covered in tattoos and he, uh, he's, he sees Joaquin showing up, uh, walking his way, and he just the sprint Joaquin is on. Walking, 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 and the sprint is on, and he oh. just starts sprinting. And then Joaquin <laughs> sees him. Now he's sprinting for the glass door at his apartment building. He's no longer walking. Just barely makes it before Tattooed Man uh, gets to the, the door, and now he's inside the the, the safety of his apartment building, sure. which. Reminded me a lot of the apartment building in uh, Clockwork Orange, if you recall, is a uh, dystopian future. Okay. Derelicts had gotten to it, and there's graffiti everywhere. The, <laughs> the, the, the elevator's not working. Actually, the door, he actually takes his cane, Alex does, in uh, Clockwork Orange and kind of like checks to see while whistling and enjoying himself. Uh, out of order, out of commission, that sure. elevator. The, the elevator in uh, Bo is Afraid is actually sparking, like there's sparks oh. coming out of it. All right, so this this is the, the, the universe that he lives oh, in. Oh, there's a movie theater scene in uh, Clockwork Orange. I don't even know that. Well, I mean, you can, I wouldn't call it a theater, but oh, yeah, well, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's technically. It's obviously a theater. Good point, Brent. So that's the first act. And I, at times, was howling, especially how this first act concludes. I was doing all I could to stifle because there was maybe 10 people in the theater. I guess I'm the only one that found it very amusing. I mean, this is really top tier satire. Mm-hmm. It's very funny. And Joaquin really is, I was not a Joaquin fan before. Come on, come on. He kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I am now officially like on board the Joaquin train. I love this guy. He fucking crushes it in this movie. So then, it's been um, an amazing actor for years. We're took he's long. 
I don't, I don't, the characters that he played rubbed me the wrong way, I guess. I, I didn't see enough uh, vulnerability, which might sound weird, but like him and the master, I just could not stand. But like in her, it was very vulnerable. He was, and I liked him in her too. That's another, yeah, that's another one, but come on, come on, really. Okay. Anyways, I know what I'm saying is ridiculous and sure. absurd, but that's personal, right? We get personal. Fair. What was the one we killed the pedophiles? Which one's that? What was that? Isn't he I, walking I around with a wrench one. beating him to death? What's that? What's that one? Joaquin. You saw it. He's like going on his vengeance tour and he's beating dudes to death. I don't remember that. Oh, you can, can you look? Can you look it up? I also liked him in Super Eight. I mean, uh, eight millimeter. I should say eight millimeter. He was good too. Okay. Oh. He was the monster in Super Eight. Then he finds himself in a very different surrounding uh, with uh, a couple of very, very doting parents, and he usurps a young girl. Uh, and I'll just Nathan Lang is fantastic oh. uh, as the father figure. You were never really here. You were not. Yeah, I didn't like that one. It bored me to death. It's a bummer. Yeah, it's the woman who who did uh, who who did. We need to talk about Kevin too. I was very excited about that one, but uh, all right. So, and then he stumbles into the woods, and there's a whole new story that unfolds. And then ultimately, he's in a a fourth very particular. And I'm just going to leave it at that because this movie is you know filled with discovery. But <clears throat> I can't say that I love this movie. Where did lose you? Where did lose you? He wanders into the woods, okay. and I never really quite recovered. And there was from which that. act? How, how, how far in? That's Two the hours? third act. I'd say like an hour and a half in. So and it was one of these movies. Point. I was looking at my watch, going, "How much longer?" Because I was, I, I didn't want to get lost. I didn't want to fall off the train that was. Bo was afraid because I was really enjoying my my time there, and. I, I know that as the movie, as movies, I, I do that with movies where I'm really liking them. I'm like, I hope open it soon because I want to love this movie. I don't want to be lost. And ultimately I, I'm lost. I, I think a listener last week in uh, fan fiction said that if they had an over uh, a domineering parental figure, maybe they would have appreciated it mm. more. Perhaps that's one of my problems. I maybe still haven't fully digested this movie. I, my main takeaway is I didn't know Ari Aster had this kind of comedic, timing okay. and and vision does it lose the comedy partway through does it sort of abandon it it doesn't it doesn't spend as much time mm. with it and it gets more and more biz, bizarre i could i could follow along with the satire of you know what if local news was real but then the farther it goes especially once it gets past that second act and then the third and fourth act there's stuff that i just don't understand and i haven't read up on it yet and i didn't want to come in here with other people's opinions so i'm going to continue to try and all right figure out what that might've meant, which I was doing in the shower. Just when it's, it's a sign of a really good movie where you're still thinking of sure. Parker sure. Posey's character. She shows up. We haven't seen her in a minute. True. She's, uh, she's good in this. And there's stuff that happens with her that I cannot figure out what he was aiming at. Can't remember the last time I saw Parker Posey. There's a creature. So it's a bit of a creature feature. Oh, I'm pretty sure I, I, I understand that. I understand the creature feature. And I was thinking about testicles just this morning. And I think I figured that part out as <laughs> okay. well. Go on. I think, I think the, the, yeah. You've got my attention. I like this movie quite a bit. I really did like this movie quite a bit. Uh, and I think it's maybe just a matter of me understanding the second, third, uh, third and fourth act a little bit more. It's a, but yeah, I, I felt embarrassed for, I was trying to stifle my laughter. They just weren't laughing and it's fucking funny guys. There's a brown recluse that comes into play. You stood alone. What, what's yep. the Rotten Tomatoes on this thing? Are people liking it? Uh-huh. I would never know. So I couldn't tell you. I think that's what we're going to be doing. It, it gets chaotic. Bo was afraid? No. No, 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 no. We should have. I wonder. Uh, let's see. It, it does feel, and I uh, could be wrong. 70%. This, it feels like Ari According Aster might. 
It seems like he's given carte blanche and maybe he could be reined in a little bit, but maybe, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe this is a fucking masterpiece and I'm just, I'm just wrong, but it seems like he could use a little hand holding cause he's given the world. He's given a three hour time yeah. run, which he's given an extra time. act. Yeah. What's the rare, the critics and audience, both at 70. Oh yeah. Lined up. I, that doesn't that doesn't upset me or or, or surprise me. Uh, only God forgives. Remember the Nicholas Winding Refn? Yeah, kind of. Did you see that one? Yeah, it was tough. Yeah, there's there's some uh, barriers <laughs> with with both movies. Uh, a lot of hidden messages and a, a lot of uh, uh, parables mm. and metaphors. metaphors and all that stuff, which I don't always have time for. But that's <laughs> there's definitely that going on here. Should have cost you a less busy week. Maybe it'll land it harder. Well, no, no, it's it landed, dude. I'm thinking of my testicles this morning. They're not my own, and I'm point. in the shower. So, I mean, that move, the movie's affecting me still. You know what I mean? It is rare that I'm thinking about testicles that are not my own. Right, especially right. in the shower. Yeah. Maybe that's what kind of got me to thinking about it. No, I was already thinking about it, though. Like, why? Why that? I know that that's there for a reason. <gasps> I think I figured out. I was having, like, revelations oh. in the shower about this movie that I saw, oh, like, three too. days ago. <laughs> Two hours past, you're still in the shower. <laughs> Contemplating. <laughs> I've cracked the code. All right, so Bo's afraid. I recommend this movie. Uh, I'd, I'd like you to go see it in the theaters, but it's quite the commitment. I get that. And you're going to. I think I'm seeing it tomorrow. Yeah? Yeah. It's it's a, that first act is a lot a lot of, it reminded me a little bit of Mother as well. There is it's the kind of movie I was like I'd love to have watched it with you. Yeah, and just like be laughing like having you laugh with me because yeah. it's one of those movies you want to be laughing at this stuff. But my audience sucked. Yeah, which makes it worse. Maybe they thought they were going in. Also, a listener said they think it was, it was like, art that maybe it's just serious. <sighs> you need to yeah, you can't laugh at respect. Them. I brought my sister and she too was laughing. She was but we were both stifling. Uh, and I had set her up and I said I've I've heard. From not just the listener last week, but I've heard that the, the tone is creepy throughout. It's odd throughout, but I would not call this a creepy tone. Okay. Throughout, no. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm interested to talk to you about it. I hope you see it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Avery. And I've I, got my ticket for tomorrow. Oh, I do that also here. Brian, I was really excited to. I, uh, I, to I, the to last I heard from you, we weren't seeing it. You seeing it tomorrow? You yeah, coming along? I'll see you later tonight. Mm -hmm. Love it. Let me jump in. Most terrified. Let me jump in with the. Uh, Instant classic I, I caught up with. Mm -hmm. You might enjoy this. I got a story that involves, uh, oh, it was a very embarrassing story for me. So you'll enjoy this. Um, I was alone uh, on Saturday. Christy was- Isn't that uh, usually the case? What's that? Isn't that usually the case? Being alone on a Saturday? No, not at all. Okay. No, everyone, the whole world's here on a Saturday. Uh -huh. Christy was away at a bachelorette party. Uh, Tessa with grandma and grandpa going to the Natural History Museum. Mm -hmm. So I found myself alone for the better part of the day, and I thought, I'm going to go see. Uh, I'm going to go see a movie. It's like a flick that I should see. And I thought to myself, you know what? I'm gonna, today I'm going to be extra focused. I'm going to pop a Ridlin. What? No. Whoa! Ridlin movie watching? No, but I, I do that. Often, I mean, the Ritalin really helps. You should do that focus. for Bo, it sounds like. I know, seriously. And um, it was about half hour later. I was about uh, half hour after I took the, the, the pill and uh, half an hour before I was leaving for the movie that I realized I accidentally took an Ambien. Oh, no. <laughs> now, you remember what happened to us oh, when yes. we did our Ambien uh, show. We took a lot of Ambien. What I, time was this? This is uh, 9.45 in the morning. Oh, yeah. boy. So um, how long, not what you want. How long after you popped it that you realize? 
about half an hour. Okay, too late. Because yeah, I, I realized I took a sleeping pill once, like in the morning when I thought I thought it was something else. Yes. And I, I threw it up because I'm like, I can't be oh, asleep really? all day. Yeah. Oh, small. You made your. Oh, I yeah. should have done but that. Th- no, 30 minutes, it's already dissolved. Because here's the mistake that I made I already had the movie ticket. You didn't pop a Riddlin, did you? I may have. Brian, what are you? You Elvis over there? No effect. No effect. I was. Uh, did they cancel each other out? I was. Uh, Nodding off a bit during the movie, which is a real mistake and hard to do because Sisu. Well, they say you're supposed to drive is, is on ambient. That's right. Instant so, classics, what you're calling Sisu? Sisu is fucking rad. It's, it's, Sisu is so good. It's got a tone. Now, you might be thinking, Brian, you barely remember the movie. That's true. I went to see it again the next day. Oh, did you really? Yes. Wow. Clean and sober. Mm. That's right. And uh, so Sisu was seen by me in 2023. We film. should do a spoiler on this. Sure, written and directed by uh, Joel Murray Hellander. We should spoil it because I have one joke that I want to get in about it. Fair? I'm joking. Okay. For, uh, writer and director of Rare Exports. I've done that before. I know. <laughs> That's the joke, Brad <laughs> Starring Yorma, um, what the fuck do you pronounce his name? Yorma Tomila and Axel Her- Harris? No. It's okay, anyway, Brian. There's a lot of letters going on there that I don't recognize. Um, Speed, the, uh, the Bill Burr looking motherfucker. Mm-hmm. The, the, the shaved head Nazi. Mm-hmm. 94% of Rotten Tomatoes. This is in theaters now. Uh, this is a, a good example of a movie delivering exactly what it promises. What it knows it is. It stays in its lane. Yeah, pr- precisely. It's, it, it's done with the right amount of style, the right amount of irreverence. Like there's funny parts in this movie. I, I laughed out loud like you probably did during Bo's Afraid mm. uh, at uh, certain parts. And then there are parts that were just brutal and excruciating and hard to watch. But uh, be that as it may, it's a quite a ride. It's only, I didn't run it down, it's like 90 minutes, 92 minutes, something of that nature. Sleen. Gets in, gets out. Not a lot of fat on that bone. Um, almost a totally silent performance from mm-hmm. our star. Should have been. I would have liked it more. I mean, I guess some that's people a creative, like that's creative. We'll, choice, we'll talk man. about that later. When? When? I want to spoil it. When I get my joke in. All right, fair. <laughs> uh, I will observe that uh, this man, the Flick Fest this uh, last week, I believe. Yeah, it's a so. real high concept movie, right? Yeah, yeah. They, uh, a guy, a uh, man has gold. What, what we, yeah, what we find out to be a sort of retired uh, mercenary soldier in Finland uh, strikes gold while uh, prospecting. He packs up his bags, but is intercepted by Nazis. This is the end of World War II, and uh, the Nazis decide it's their gold, and he decides, oh no, it's not. And thus we have our movie. Uh, that man sure can't hold his breath for a long time. We'll talk about that in the spoilers. <laughs> but it, this is a lean version of RRR in the sense that it's about these legendary figures where they're taking all sorts of liberties, but who cares? Because it's, it, it's, it's a, it's a tall tale effectively. Yeah. I mean, he's not based on an actual person, but he's based on an idea yeah. of what it is to be finished, especially sure. in this time. And I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's a lean version of a Tarantino movie. If it wasn't Bloated in a not a necessarily a bad sense of the word bloated, but uh, my my friend had a band named Dead and Bloated, and when I was in high school, it was nice, good good band, good band. Uh, I did write down there, was but there with was dialogue, with dialogue. Very, what I was going to say, the Tarantino movies tend to be long because there's they're verbose. Yeah, there's yeah. so many characters have a lot, a lot to say. This Quite the opposite with our titular uh, our uh, our main character. Do this remind you of Beast a little bit, or, or no. Beasts of War? 
No. That's foolish. I they mean, want to remind you. In as much as it involved a tank, I guess, but no. This and is, point this A is to very, point B, very, and it's very different. high concept. Very, and it's out very, there. very different. Look at, look at, I'm just leaning into his very different very, opinion. Very different. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see this on Ambien, so. Yeah, you, which, which. You have no right to comment. <laughs> which time did you like it more? Ambien, the, uh, with the, uh, <laughs> The, the Marilyn part, Monroe the funny, uh, cocktail you had taken. The funny or? part was uh, the uh, second time I saw it, everything that happened in the movie, I kept being like, oh, yeah, I remember <laughs> that. But I didn't remember anything in order. And I know the, like the plot didn't make sense the first time. Right. So everything was familiar. <laughs> there is no plot, really, <laughs> just other than the guy trying to get his gold to the bank. Well, That's you know it. What, I, what I mean to That's say the is. Plot. Everything seemed familiar. So it was very Tarantino. Yes. I didn't get it. It was as <laughs> very if, it, if you asked me to describe the movie after the first viewing, I would have told you all the events out of order. It's about a man and his dog, I think. Uh, there was some mud, and it was nothing like Beast of War. Very, very dissimilar. Yeah, you just described how a lot of my second dates used to go back oh, yeah. in the uh, <laughs> vaguely familiar. Downers? No, like. Oh. When I go out on a date oh. with a girl I, after, you know, having like, way too many drinks and meeting her to begin with, and then I go on the date, I'm like, I kind of remember your hair being yeah. that color, but. Were you have a ponytail? You have an accent? <laughs> Did not know <laughs> Is that. Is that new? <laughs> All right, I'm glad you saw that. Sisu was fun. Sisu, guys, see Sisu. Um, I would recommend in the theater if it's still playing near you. I know it's not a lot of theaters, but uh, definitely, definitely put this on your list if you can't get to it to stream uh, when it comes available. I, I don't foresee this being like a vaulty uh, mention uh, at the end of the year or early next year. It feels like a long shot. It feels like a long shot. Just I'm just kind of giving you know an, an idea of what you're getting into. It's a fun ride. It's, it's a yeah, really fun it's movie. totally fun. But this is not a life changing movie. It's just but it very, sounds very like fun. if you want to scratch the John Wick itch, is that fair? I had more fun watching this one than John Wick for sure. I agree. The, 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 yes, this is um, this is like Tarantino does John Wick in 1944 <laughs> without dialogue. Without dialogue. <laughs> that the thing. This came up on Cinematics actually uh, when I was guest hosting last week and uh, I think Eric asked me like what makes me like Sisu more than John Wick and I, I pontificated but I after the fact it, it occurred to me it's like there's not nearly as much gunplay mm. in Sisu they had to get more creative yes. and have more fun with uh, the battles and the conflict that was happening whereas John Wick it's just step and repeat gun play right. gun play he does this movie does that move and then five more guys will come and the right. exact same sequence will happen but in a fairly a, a, a I find this different to be far spot. more inventive yeah, yeah, inventive. That's that's the that's and RRR came up as well, and just how inventive they get sure. with all of the things that happened on that screen. Yeah, sure, there was muskets. It's funny because I think of it as inventive, yet there's nothing in this movie you haven't seen before. If you've seen uh, the the pond, the lake, we'll actually, talk about. Actually, that. you know what? That's a good. Point. That's the most that's, inventive that's thing point. I saw, but I don't think scientifically accurate. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Hundred percent medically accurate. I think it's inaccurate, but we'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I had an issue with that too. We'll talk. <laughs> Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, Matt. Did you know that wombats poop cubes? Nope. Never heard that before. Did you know the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland, Ken? I didn't know, nor do I care. 
Neil, did you know that Liechtenstein is the only doubly landlocked country in Europe? Jeff, isn't that an American pop artist? Well, actually, it's both. If you want to learn things like that and more, join us each week on Triviality, a pub trivia-style game show podcast where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Listen in each week to answer general knowledge trivia alongside exciting guests from around the world. And we're here, too. Join us every Tuesday for new hour-long episodes of Triviality, plus tons of extra theme content on everything from The Office and Lord of the Rings to science and geography. And sometimes we even do sports. Find us on all your preferred podcast apps and take part in the fun of playing bar trivia without the need to wear pants. Real mature, Jeff. Forget it, Neil. It's Triviality. I'm going to try it. See if it works. <laughs> How? <laughs> Same way he did. <laughs> a knife and big balls. All right, let's go. Right. We got to take a quick break here. No, we still, we're, got, we're we still got a couple movies I to know, talk about. I know, it's true. Come on now. Coming up next, two assigned films right after this. For the fourth year in a row, Don is partnering with iHeartRadio for Can't Cancel Pride, a campaign that has raised over $11 million for the LGBTQ plus community. Don continuously strives to celebrate visibility and inclusivity for all, and that means supporting amazing organizations like Centerlink, providing safe spaces where over 52,000 community members go each week to receive critical and life-saving services. Don is there for your home, or your home away from home. So visit can'tcancelpride.com to learn more. Yeah, welcome back. Crunchy groove is our boy Petros Papadakis would say. I miss that Petros. Former guest of the show. Uh-huh. I don't even listen to him anymore because I, uh, I I have a different system in my car. Oh, I can't really? even listen to AM radio in my car. They so must it, podcast their show. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. I miss that Petros. So can't get AM money. radio. I can't get AI. There's something happened to the band and uh, I just get nothing but engine noise. Buddy, I have, I have fallen. <laughs> that is very different. I have fallen hopelessly off my podcast ever since I stopped uh, driving to Glendale mm-hmm. every day. So what happened? Why don't you drive to Glendale? Oh, well, I, I was relieved of my duties as a uh, with the wacky. You mispronounced. It's unceremoniously fired. I was unceremon- unceremoniously that's, fired. That's the way you say it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm going to listen to La Maga really soon. I'm sorry, I have not got to it. I promise you, I will do that. I meant to do that on the way here. Hey, a lot of people like that show. I've so I've heard. Yeah, yeah, it's going well. So far, it's not not me because I've not listened to it. But I, I promise to give you notes. I was listening to Striker on the radio instead. Is this true? That's really hurtful, actually. <laughs> He's on like KLOS. I, I avoid him every time he comes on. Is he on? Striker's on KLOS? He, no, the, Kevin's on KLOS. Striker's on one of the other ones. He's not on K-Rock. It's, there's KLOS. And he, I think Star. He's on oh Star. Oh my God, and, he's on Star. Yeah. Wow. But cool. him, him and uh, Kevin of Kevin and Bean are on at the same time, drive time in the afternoon. I mean, our audience is riveted by this local radio. <laughs> it's K-Rock good. is world famous, all right? That's Here's what we're not talking about. Here, look, I'm about to give you an actual quote from one of the highest people over at K-Rock oh. when... He heard that stars had stolen K Rock's format, mm. and it was, he happened. He, he didn't read about it; it just happened, right. and he turned there, it there on. There was a station in LA that went from like adult contemporary to modern rock. Yeah, they indie rock, right? And they yeah. they just stole K Rock's entire vibe and image. And he called in a friend of mine who worked over there. That's how I got to hear this story. And he's like, "Listen, this." And he turns it up, and he's like, "They're both listening to the new stars, which is K Rock, like a yeah. like a cheap imitation." And he's just like. 
fuck them. <laughs> that was that was the extent wow. of the reaction. <laughs> Radio strategy. <laughs> fuck them. Insightful. I don't know if and I don't know if any action was taken beyond that. Oh, they didn't get fucked. Let's let's talk movies. Let's, talk. let's do it. Which one you, we mentioned? Haunt. Should we start there. Sure. Uh, I think Haunt is going to be a little bit more difficult for me to talk about because oh. of the genre. And I'm very much looking forward to talking about both of them with you, but especially Spurlus. But Haunt will be a fun talk as well. Haunt is a 2019 film. Oh, shit. I don't have the assigner. You get the assigner's name there. I don't have it in front of me. Uh, written just, and directed by... I spoke with him yesterday, so it's quite easy. Written and directed by Brian Woods and Scott Beck. Uh, this stars Katie Stevens, who apparently is an American Idol alumnus. Alumnae? Alumnus? You didn't know that? I didn't know that. I thought you were an ardent no. viewer. No. Mm. Uh, Will Britton, uh, Lauren McLean, and Andrew Caldwell. 69, nice. Percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Prime Video is ringing stream. I think it streaming on Hulu as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we were assigned Haunt by... Chris Terry. Uh, it was Online. the first time I had ever talked, spoken with Chris Terry, and Chris Terry and I spoke uh, 15, 20 minutes. He gave me some good insights, which I, I fact-checked, <laughs> which uh, I didn't actually go out and fact-check them. I just I, What I do is that when people assign us these movies, I will speak with them usually on Mondays, uh, I kind of got in the, in the groove of doing it during Atticus's karate. I step out, watch Atticus through the window when I can and, and talk about whatever movie was um, assigned. And then I get some intel, usually some uh, some insights from the listener. And then I do my research day of uh, that we record. So Fair. I was reading about Haunt this morning and a couple of things that were really interesting is the sets. I don't know. if Why don't you give the, the background, the backdrop on, on Haunt? So Haunt is a uh, very classic, uh, fl- not classic in the sense that it's become a classic, but it meets all the tropes of the slasher genre. Uh, it's got a little bit of green room, I think, to it. Uh, these uh, these youngsters, uh, these young kids, uh, I think it's Halloween, right? Mm-hmm. They're dressed up Halloween. Halloween. Night. Uh, they're Halloween night. They end up at a uh, strange escape room in a warehouse on the edge of town. It's a haunted house. Is it haunted house? It's haunted. Yeah, I guess it would be, wouldn't it? And I, I always, what do you call those things? Because haunted houses are a thing already. Right. Like, oh shit, a like scary like old dead woman lives in there. Let's not go down that street. And then there's at Halloween time, you pay to go to a yeah. haunted house. What you got to be like, a differentiating like uh, term for them. Because like a place like Knott's Berry Farm or Halloween like, haunt, yeah, has their experience as you walk through the house things yeah. scare you blah blah, blah. Uh, and that's what this is well, it turns out to be much more interesting yeah it turns out like what if the haunted house was real what if they're actually trying to uh do bad things and it's fun because we get to watch these characters kind of discover the reality of it as they go through from room to yes, room they go from flippant to uh, very serious and there's one guy who's drunk and you you know that he's going to get his because he's the one who's kind of like the type that would go mm. into a place like this much not unlike myself mm. i'm not gonna lie he's the anderson kind of kind of like make fun of things i'm like what are you guys scared are you scared i got yelled at actually at uh i think it was knott's berry farm for scaring one of the scarers oh really he got really really <laughs> mad at me yeah <laughs> How did that <laughs> happen? I just saw yeah, him. He was like happened? sneaking up on somebody, uh, and I screamed right, like right behind him, and he jumped. He was on rollerblades, and he fucking yelled at me like a like a little girl. He's like, "Come on, dude, what are you doing? You don't. We're here, to, dude. That's not cool, man." Uh, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> well, I'm an SI. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we get to watch these people, uh, you know. And there's a lot of gore. It's a slasher film for sure. This is another 90 minute. It might even be 80 something minutes. It's very short. And I, and talking to Chris Terry about this, I'm, who, by the way, he's, I, I, I didn't ask how much I'm allowed to say, but you, you want to suspect that he likes these types of movies, right? He doesn't fit the, 
don't know if there is a mold, but I think I think a lot of people who like horror film, Florence isn't the mold like either. Florence is a yeah. lot of people who like horror movies, though they are kind of like punk, especially when they're younger, punk rock mm-hmm. ethos, and they don't like to follow rules, which is ironic because horror films are famous for following rules. It's been said in uh, movies before. Scream, for example. Isn't that weird though? Like you know the. Yeah. The, the the rule breakers who like these movies, you got to follow the rules or else they get mad unless they're cool new rules. Well, you're also not basing this on any facts. It's just your feelings. Yeah, it's just my general opinion and True. observations <laughs> about things. I'm generalizing. It's okay to generalize in that sense, right? Of course. Yeah. Right. Or am I going to get canceled by the- uh, by, the, by the horror film <laughs> the lovers? The horror film. They do get angry. They That's are. true. So uh, there's some very good gore and I like the Were idea. you familiar with Han before this? I don't believe I was. This is a very, very small movie. Yeah, but I did get a couple of emails from a couple of different listeners, Andrew Martin being one of them, um, saying, very excited to see that you're going to be watching Haunt, one of my favorites. In a very different way, this movie reminded me of um, uh, uh, Bill Built a Maze. What was the one about the maze? Someone built a maze. It was on your, uh, it, was, it was on your, uh, your I think, Faulties. Or, no, it was no, your best, best, yeah. uh, best old. new best yeah, new old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But whatever it was, Dave, Dave builds a maze. Dave, Dave makes a maze. Um, yeah, it reminded me of that and that not a lot of money in this movie, but whatever money they had, it went into the Five million dollar budget, design. and you could see it in the production design yeah. for sure. It looked good. And that was what uh, really struck me was the production design is very, very good. It looks very nice, very, very inventive. And they went out and they found, the two guys that wrote it too are the same uh, team that wrote The Quiet Place. So they, oh, no they got some writing chops there. And they went out and found, I don't know why I'm in IMDb Pro, so I can't go. They... <sighs> I, I'm not going to look at the guy's name now Come because on. my computer's uh, stuck on IMB Pro, uh, whatever. They always want me to edit this and I don't want to edit. I, it doesn't matter. But they they found a guy who doesn't do uh, horror. Like he has some pretty, he did Her. He was a production designer okay. for Her, uh, which uh, second time is coming up on right. this uh, this episode, which is strange. Uh, Austin Gorg is his name. And uh, he's not, he did La La Land. <laughs> he did Ready Player One as well as Midnight Special. So right. they went out of their way to get a professional who doesn't come from the horror genre to give it a different flair True, and vibe. Fair. And I think it was very effective. So I agree. What else? What else about? I was wondering how big this place was. And at one point they do show a, uh, a schematic, a diagram, mm-hmm. like a map of the place. And it's like, that's not helping me at all. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. I, I more lost. We're here and we need to get over there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So it was like it was like being in a, in a haunted house where it's real and without the crowds. So if you like the vibe of going to these haunted houses, you're going to enjoy this one. I don't imagine they have a lot of repeat customers. I don't. I want to think so. Not, it's a bad business model for yeah. uh, for for business. It's unsustainable. And not sustainable. Yeah, I, I don't want to give too much away because you people should, especially if you if you like horror films, you're going to like this one. I do believe that. Uh, I want to talk about the masks, uh, but. They got the creepy masks. We'll leave it at that. Mm. They do come into play. There's a lot of creativity and, and fun here. And, I found uh, it very effective. I would I would recommend this for a horror film. Yeah, for someone who doesn't love horror like me, that this was a very effective, uh, brisk uh, jaunt. Did you recognize one of the characters uh, channeling a little Philip Seymour Hoffman? I did not. No. It was pointed out to me uh, by Chris and... Uh, he says that he picked up on it when he was watching. He's like, this feels like Philip Seymour Hoffman. Turns out that the the lead 
product uh, antagonist antagonist he actually was channeling not just philip seymour hoffman but philip seymour hoffman from mission impossible 3 which was an oh, interesting choice excellent yeah. was very evil all of a sudden. very very Man. evil yeah yeah so i found that interesting i didn't pick up on it i, I, wish, I wish that i had so if you're gonna watch this uh look for that if you have not seen this yet uh that is it's not a spoiler but just look for the lead to be doing a little philip seymour hoffman action and it sounds like this I, I mean, what did Chris, uh, what did Chris, Terry. Say, Chris Terry, what did Chris say about uh, why he assigned it? I assume he liked it very much. Yeah, he he, he liked it very much, and uh, uh, he knows that it's a huge blind spot. A lot of the time, too, people like know that we have blind spots. Mm-hmm. But we've seen a lot of movies, so they take uh, you know, like that's why we're getting a lot of anime coming in. Right. Oh, I just watched Spirited Away with the boy. Oh yeah. Fuck to the yes. I have not seen that since it came out. It's my favorite anime because I'm, I'm basic, Bray Bray. Right. But uh, I had a free afternoon and uh, I'm like, you know what? Enjoyable. I it was just kind of spur of the moment. I'm like, we're sitting down, we're watching Spirited Away. All right. You need to do that with your, with your daughter. I will. Did he like it? He was very confused by the creativity because you never see anything. It's a, it's a modern day Wizard of Oz. Okay. Uh, and and uh, Alice in Wonderland for sure, I would say. But have you seen Spirited Away? I have not. So fucking satisfying and great. It's just so good. Yeah, if you have a kid who's like six and up, I there's a little, there's some imagery and there's some blood. One of the dragons bleeds a lot, but I highly recommend that. Spirited Streaming away. on HBO Max. Shouldn't it be Max? Spirited Away. My favorite anime. Really? Even though I continue to Still. watch them for the listeners. Okay. We got like we got one coming up this weekend, actually. We're going to be talking about it next week. No, no, uh, yeah, whatever. Narcissism? Nar- Narcissism of Valley Woods. It'll be a title that will roll off our tongue once we see the movie, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Chris Terry, for assigning us Haunt. That was a, uh, a uh, I always like when a movie fits into the blind spot and is satisfying. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, uh, the, the ones that are like, yeah, this is why I don't watch these movies. It, it sucks. There was some of that in this, for oh, sure. Really? And I, I led while, while talking to Chris. I didn't get a lot of that. I don't need hammers and mouths. You know what I mean? <laughs> you... you you bring up the scene from uh, Human Centipede 2 all the time. How awful it was. Okay. Seared in my mind. And plus, the screening that I saw for the for the press, it actually froze right on the oh, impact. No. <laughs> for like a good 10 minutes, Brian. I've told that story. We're all sitting there. One, one of the... Uh, one of the critics was really angry. At, at one point, like five minutes in, we're just sitting there in the, in the theater and the film was frozen, literally frozen right on the impact. It was just a, f- a freeze frame of the impact of the hammer. And about five minutes in, one of the... Uh, <laughs> Critics just said, oh, for Christ's sakes. And he gets up and storms out to like say, like, what's had, going on? You had enough. Is it, the, is it the mixed minus? What's the problem? <laughs> All right. We are also assigned a film. Please get the assigner's name ready because it's not my notes. Oh, Brian, Brian. It should be. You, no, it's in your notes. Sorry, the notes not talking on the film. Why do uh, I the, send them? Why do I, I send Why do you them? send them? And why don't you? Spore loose. Spo- I thought you were going to do a little bit there. AKA The Vanishing. Mm-hmm. From 1988, directed by George Sluzier. Sluzier? You got it. Yep. Mm -hmm. Starring, oh my God, these fucking names. Spurlus. You don't have to. Jean Beravetz, Johanna Der Stieg, and Bernard Pierre Donadi. Bernard Pierre Donadi. Quite a diverse cast. That's right. French and Dutch. French and Dutch, mostly. 96% of Rotten Tomatoes. Who's giving this a neg? Yeah, so this, this is an odd movie to dislike. Uh, Criterion Collection so is sweet. Sorry. Criterion Channel is where you can stream this. I'm sure you can rent it across it's, many blog boards. It's Spine 133, Brian. What does that mean? It's like their collection and they get Oh, okay. 
Speaking of which, Criterion, I wish more movies were streaming on there because they do a great job of curating extra material. I watched five minutes of Bill Hader explaining why he loved this movie so much. Why? I don't know. Random. But he's right there at the bottom there. Bill Hader talks The Vanishing. Bill Hader's in uh, Bo. Oh, is he? Got to really keep an eye out, though. Is he Bo? What? No, he's not oh. Bo, Brian. Is he that's afraid? Joaquin Phoenix. What's that? Is he afraid? <laughs> he actually is. Yeah, he's a, he plays a UPS driver, and he's uh, he's in an uh, uncomfortable predicament. All right, very little screen time. Uh, yeah, James Kozlowski uh, is the one who uh, the, the listener who uh, assigned us this. Uh, James has been a supporter of yeah. the program and Thanks, uh, mine. Uh, we we had drinks and uh, tied one on in Chicago a Ooh. few years ago at the Never. Grouper screening. So I spoke with James just today. And, How's uh, James? We talked about spool loose, our our reasons for liking okay. it, and uh, just what. And I've talked about this on the show with you and with the with the listeners. Like some movies just lend themselves for great conversations, and that's what I'm looking for in a lot of movies that I that I see. I'm like, I can't wait to talk about this movie with somebody else who's seen it. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. So uh, be aware, listeners. There is a a remake by the same director from 1993 with Jeff Bridges called The Vanishing. So if you're looking, uh, you know, it's Googling or looking on Just Watch or whatever for The Vanishing, uh, make sure you find the 1988 version. And here's which is apparently much better. Full disclosure. It's better. I, I, the no, one no. we want. I watched both of these in probably, I guess, 1994-ish. Uh, I think I was working at the video store when I watched both of them, and I had I, I would do that. I would watch the original and then the remake and compare and contrast. I remember liking both of these for different reasons back then, but I was a completely different person back then. Uh, I don't remember loving Sporeloose at the time. I love Sporeloose. Oh, so you had this seen week. this. Yeah, I saw it years and years ago, yeah. Oh. And I remember really liking Jeff Bridges in 94, but I've maybe I, maybe that was a wrong decision. I don't know. I'd have to, and they changed the ending as well. In oh, the, really? In the remake. Interesting. Yeah. And the yeah, trailer gives everything. It, the the, the yeah. ending as it stands in this film is much more European mm -hmm. than American. You know what I mean? It's not the, uh, the ending you might be expecting. So act one of this movie uh, is uh, a couple on, uh, they're a Dutch couple and they're going through the French countryside mm -hmm. on a bit of a road trip, getting to know each other. You get the sense that they've been together for like three, four months or so, right? Not, not too long. Sure. And, uh, they, it's very French, very, very Dutch or very European, I should say. And there's a, it's almost like whimsical dialogue about, about dreams and. Um, yeah, it's just a couple getting to know each other. I guess it just seems like if that was American, it would be different, but maybe, maybe not. Maybe I'm just overthinking this. It's not important. So she's talking about the golden egg, which this is based on a novella called the golden egg. Okay. And she's talking about this dream that she had where she's floating through space and she's trapped in a golden egg and he's in a golden egg as well. And, and they're, but they're separating, right. you know, something along those lines. And then they run out of gas in the middle of this impossibly long tunnel in, in the French countryside. That's right. And it's an old it's car. Nighttime. And it's night. Well, it's in the middle of this tunnel, so there's no light. Well, it's a nighttime anyway. It's not, though. And it it's 100% not. So remember, he walks out of the tunnel and it's bright outside. Oh, he and comes it, back on his bright and outside. And he comes back. Oh, so it's been all night? I'm pretty sure. No, yeah, it's, 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 it's daytime. Oh, whatever. It's not important. Mm -hmm. But it's 100% daytime. I'm fucking movies. <laughs> it's 100% daytime. And then when he comes. All right, so yeah, when he's walking out and he, he likes to hear. So. She's panicking because there's no lights on. It's very dangerous in the middle of this tunnel. And he's like, doesn't care that she's like, thinks that she's like, death is imminent, right? He doesn't really care. He's like calling her hysterical. They get in a fight. And he's like, fuck it, I'm out of here. And he just like walks, leaves her in this, this death trap of a car. No explanation. No. 
he doesn't, he doesn't calm her down at all. And he just leaves her, which kind of had to, I, I understand the writing of it. Like it had to show that he was willing to just walk away from her. He was not in love with her. He thought she was kind of, you know, annoying. He was ready to detach himself from her right there. And in that moment, which means something with his arc and where it ends up uh, in the second act, which is at the end of the third act. Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. So ultimately she gets abducted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we, we, the, the the movie like all good movies of this genre and this nature reveals itself little by little. So at first he just can't find her. Right. He's looking. He's like, "Hey, have you seen a red-haired woman?" Yeah, I mean, well, they go to a gas station and she goes in to get him a coke and a beer, and she doesn't come back. And he starts. And there's really good direction with like people behind him who and you. Then they're having like a picnic in this gas station, which is a very European thing to do as well. It's like a rest stop. And then you can tell how much time has passed because their picnic is ending now, and they're like you know cleaning things up, and he's still looking for her, and he can't find her. And you know, I'm not giving anything away because the movie is called Vanishing. It's true. All right, so she vanished. All right. What's interesting is at the end of- She's spore loosed. She's spore loosed. She's gone. <laughs> the end of act one, now we switch perspectives and we go back in time to the oh, abductor's point of view. Oh, shit. Hell to the S. Fuck to the S. I'm in. And I was not to, in until right now. We get to see what what makes him tick. That's right. And it's We not got a done. real backstory on him. We really do. We really do examine. Did you say it's a foreign language. It's a character study. Yes, okay. a foreign language, French and Dutch. Is you actually you got to read this fucking movie. It was um, submitted uh, by by Denmark to be the official, or Holland. Is it Holland? Denmark. I should know. I've been to Denmark. To Holland is the Dutch. Is it Dutch? Yeah, it's Holland. So, mm. anyway, they submitted it to the Academy. And the this Academy just yeah, it was daytime. <laughs> yeah, it's very no. dark in this hole. <laughs> I know it was daytime, Brett. So they cut, they they submitted it to the academy, and the academy's like, yeah, they, they speak too much French in this movie for it to be a. Oh yeah, I think the academy said that they did. Oh, it's because because it was a, I got you, a Dutch movie or there. But it was in why French. would that matter? Okay. Anyway. So it becomes a character study of who would do this dastardly deed, right, and why, and, and the mo, and then uh, third. And act. really, you get this very unsettling juxtaposition of of the kidnapper honing his craft yeah. over many months, and then finally getting it right, unfortunately. Yeah. We won't even talk about the third act, but you're absolutely right. But it is unsettling, but it's done in in not the way you'd expect. And the- Oh, sorry. I finished my thought. I'm very sorry. The juxtaposition is him pointing his craft, and then you see him in this in this home life with his family. And like his family, these loving daughters and his wife, and it's like, oh, that is extra creepy. It is, which we've seen that before, though. Like they were leading sure. the double life, right? But- I mean, the Boston Strangler. I just, I just caught up with the Boston Strangler. Uh, they do the same thing. Is it a movie thing. or a series? It's a movie from 1960-something. Uh, Tony Curtis. Oh. Boston Strangler. But then also, it's a, I think it's a new movie. Because I was going to say, I thought there was a new... Yeah, it's a new movie with uh, David Dasmalchian actually plays oh. the, the Strangler. The titular Strangler? Yeah, right. The titular Malchian. But what's, what's creepy, what's, what's very non-American about it is they don't, there's comedy in this. And when we're seeing him rehearse his little abduction scheme, it's comedic and it's, it's done without, kind of bumbling. It's done without music. Right. It's not, there's no stabs or like telling us how to feel while we watch him bumble through, you know, his mm. uh, rehearsal of the act, which is, you know, involves chloroform or whatever. Cause he's not smooth about it. Not smooth. <laughs> and it's, they're trying, the he's director clumsy. was almost trying to humanize him to mm. an extent. I don't sure. know if they were trying to get us to, because I already hated the boyfriend, right? For the way he treated her in the tunnel. Okay. 
And it was kind of one of those things where like once she's gone, now I love her, you know, like idealized relationship because mm -hmm. it's over, whether it's death or a breakup, right. people do that all the time. So I've, and then they're showing us this and getting inside this killer's mind and they're not doing with a creepy style, even though it is unsettling, but yeah, it, it's been said too. I don't know. No one can fact check this, but this was Stanley Kubrick's. He cited this as his, the scariest movie he's ever seen. Really? That's what the director says. Uh, he says he called him up one day to tell him that. I don't know. Uh, hard to believe, but okay. But it's very good, right? Yeah, it's really well done. This is a solid, solid movie. And you can, you can totally tap into the the boyfriend too, being obsessive. It's about obsession. <laughs> yeah, you, that's, a, that's a very good observation of sort of idealizing uh, a relationship or someone you dated in retrospect, especially when that person is gone. You yeah, know I mean, you can very much drive the narrative how you want. I mean, any eulogy you ever see. I mean, there, how many assholes do we know are among, walking amongst us? But whenever they die, they become angels. Yep. Yeah. Well, only the highlights. It's yeah. a highlight reel. So, anything else we can say? The, the only thing that. <laughs> I won't even say it bothered me. Just I, I found a lot of the third act. We can't really say what happens, but eh, not forced. But I, I, I don't know. I, I, I hamstrung myself by you know talking about a third act that we shouldn't talk about. But did you did you find third act satisfying? Satisfying is not the right word. Mm -hmm. uh, the the hardest, pro the biggest problem I had with the third act was. Imagine putting myself in the shoes of the you know of various people and like trying to buy the motivation and I think I think they earned it and I think I got there right. uh, because it's about obsession and uh, I I almost want to just shut down and you know I've, and not give anything more away because I really I like this movie yeah. and there's a lot to to a lot of reveals and, and we talked a lot about it and we sold Avery on it. It went in places I didn't expect. Yeah, That's the true. first act and the second act and the different points of view. Uh, the third act, you know, you might be able to do the math and figure out what that, what that is. Uh, but there is a line where uh, it's spoken by one of the characters and he openly admits just how badly he needs the truth and the lengths that he would go right. to get it. And that kind of, I think I bought it. So, right. you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's, it's a very good movie. I'm glad we saw it. Uh, careful though, because I knew it was coming, and I still had a really hard time with the last scene. And it's it's not violent at all, but if you're if you got things that mm. I have, like it's it's very difficult. I it's I would call it a, a sexy. It's a candidate for a sexy bleak ending. It is a very sexy bleak ending. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, James, for signing us uh, Spurlus. Uh, that was... Uh, Spurlus. Spurlus. Oh, eye-opening for me and uh, enjoyable. Well, enjoyable, enjoyable might be the wrong word, but it was a good movie. Glad I saw it. Well, it's a lot about fate and... Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot there. There's a whole lot there, right? Destiny and outwitting your destiny. Yep. and Yeah, it's fantastic. Okay. Yep. A lot of characters break tropes. Spurlus. There's a there's an Amish uh, facial hair uh, choice. <laughs> Why? I doubt very much that anything to do with Amish. I don't like the the the, the goatee, the full goatee with no mustache. I don't it's like that. Terrible. It's terrible. I also don't it's like that. to see it a lot in this movie. Uh, I also don't like that he kept it the whole time. You know what I mean? Like he should have shaved it. Yeah, because there's at least three years that are going yeah. by, right? Let's uh, let's shave. It's very part big of that. in baseball now, and a Is lot it? of like uh, Central American, South American, Caribbean countries. Well, they oh, love yeah. Spurlus. I think they're all Spurlus fans. Yeah, yeah. Amish Spurlus. Yeah, not only do they like Spurlus, they like the antagonist in Spurlus. <laughs> <laughs> it's very <laughs> baseball's best kept secret. <laughs> 
constantly playing on the clubhouse. <laughs> that would be a very well get ready for. Get fired up for the game. Are we all are we all done here? Uh, let me check my notes and make sure. Yeah, I was gonna ask you some questions, but they're not, it's not important. No, please. No, I. Get, I love being asked questions. No, I know. No. So, someone interview me for God's sake. All right, let's go. All right, thanks, uh, Chris Terry, for Haunt. Thanks, James Kozlowski, for Spurlus uh, 2. Solid assignments. Appreciate those. If you guys want to be an assigner, just join up at our uh, Patreon. We have an uh, ever, ever-dwindling list of assigned movies. Eh, it's still pretty lengthy, Brian. It, it stresses true. me out. It is true. We're well, getting caught up, though. Making We're making, headway. Yeah, making yeah. headway. We're making headway. Making headway. We're only like three months behind right now. Patreon's where you go if you want to sign up there. Thanks to the Smug Saints. They're our featured artists this week, and you find more about them at AndersonandBrian.com. AndersonandBrian.com is the place you go to see our, our listener art uh, every week. Also to uh, use the Amazon banner that sits there atop the uh, page. We appreciate you guys' continued support of the show. Anderson and Brian on Instagram is where you go. Anderson and Brian on TikTok is where you go. YouTube, TikTok. the film, huh? Oh yeah, we are TikTok. Yeah, that's right. Of course. That's what it says. We are Yeah. The Film Vault podcast on YouTube, the Film Vault on Facebook and Twitter. I don't know what else to say. That was a that was a robust profession. Oh, coming coming up later in the week, top five movie theater scenes. Movie theater scenes, which uh, might might have a couple controversial ones on there. We'll okay. see. We'll decide uh, all, whether all of mine take place in a movie. Okay. Well, we'll have to define what a movie theater is, perhaps. Uh, next week we'll be talking Nausicaa, Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. I hope that we'll <clears throat> know how to say it by then. We might not, though. I'm not, I'm not gambling on that. Probably going to be a, a, a dubbed, so maybe we'll never know what Nausicaa, how, how to say Nausicaa. Nausicaa. All right. That's thanks to Tyler, Tyler Booth. Thank you, Tyler Booth, Getting for that. You. And then also next week, irresponsible gun handling scenes. Uh, thanks to better Brian, better, the better Brian McCauley. Better Brian. Brian McCauley. And, he was uh, military, right? No. Is it? Who am I thinking? Oh, McAllister. Yeah. yeah. Hey, sorry. Similar names. Mm-hmm. This Brian. week is a little comedy confessional. Oh, yeah? Check out Friday at The Crow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, my where, monthly show. Where, I, check where it out. do people go? I will uh, be there. Go to, uh, to Instagram, uh, at Avery Comedy. You can pick up tickets. A uh, really fun concept. We collect anonymous confessions for the audience. Comedians pull them out of a hat and work them into their act. All right. And that's taking place in West Hollywood? Santa Monica. Santa Monica, okay. At the club, yes. Friday, Cinco de Mayo. Yes. And I will be there. I don't right. know if Brian, you're going you to come. Very unlikely. You're not going to come. Very Thanks, unlikely. buddy. I thought we had plans to go together. So We had also plans to not see Bo's afraid, but that got blown up. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, great. Thanks, Brian. No, I'll guess the least I can do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Brian, will you throw to me for God's sakes? I'm trying to uh, watch the basketball game. Till next time. We do it for Bingo. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.